Welcome to the Wild Minute with Troy, the international edition. That's right. We're talking to you live tonight from the PEG, Winnipeg, Manitoba, in Canada. The trek started at about 7 a.m. this morning, headed up 94, all the way up to Fargo, took I-29 past Grand Forks, headed through the border after interrogation of uh, unexpected capacity of probably 30 questions. I kid you not. 30 questions, me and two other guys in the car, me, my brother, and one other buddy, asking us questions ranging from where we work, where we live, fair enough, after looking at our passports, our enhanced driver's licenses, asking why we were going to Canada when I explained we were going to see the Wild play the Jets tomorrow. I was asked why we hadn't done it before because they play here a couple times a year. Why this year? It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Now, Good for him. I'm for strong, secure borders, both ways, in and out. But it was, I mean, with a straight face that this uh, security guy had, it was unbelievable. It was about a 10-minute affair. Um, But needless to say, we made it through the border, drove another about hour, hour and a half, and got into Winnipeg this afternoon, checked into the hotel just a couple of blocks from Canada Life Center, where the Jets will play the Wild, and then uh, had a nice dinner um, earlier today, just to, I'd say a couple hours before we recorded this pod at the Elephant and Castle. It's an English pub right uh, actually near the Delta Hotel where the Wild are staying. Uh, Tom Tom Reed, of course, from Tom Reed's Hockey Pub, color guy for uh, K-Fan Radio. He walked by while we were eating, and as we walked by the Wild Hotel, there were folks hanging out in the cold waiting for the Wild to come back from their dinner uh, in several spots nearby to get autographs. So we're right in the thick of things. We're happy to be in Canada. Um, the, the climate, not much different, even though we're seven and a half hours away, um, mostly north. A little snow on the ground, a little more ice, a little, chi- little chillier than the tropical conditions down the Twin Cities. But nevertheless, we're getting ready for the 1 p.m. matinee Saturday, uh, live right here from Winnipeg. So good to be here. Hadn't Haven't been to Winnipeg before. Um, and haven't seen the Wild on the Road uh, play here ever before, obviously. So should be fun. They tip off, or they drop the puck tomorrow at one. Uh, on our way home from dinner, it was tempting, I'll admit. The Manitoba Moose of the American Hockey League are playing at that same arena. They're playing host to the Chicago Wolves. But uh, so you never can have too much hockey. But uh, the timing just didn't work, so we skipped that, and we're winding down at the hotel as we speak. So. Let's talk Minnesota Wild. You're a Wild win- who are on their second four-game winning streak in just 13 games under John Hines. They, as I said, will face the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets, of course, have 44 points and are in second place in the uh, Central Division. The Wild, with the same amount of games, are eight points behind. This is a huge home-and-home series. They play 1 o'clock here on Saturday, and then both teams fly down to St. Paul tomorrow afternoon, and they play at 1 o'clock Sunday. If the Wild can figure out a way to win both games and go away with four points in regulation, all of a sudden we're not talking about the Wild trying to get a wild card spot anymore. We're talking about the Wild being legitimate contenders for a top three spot in the division. I can't say this enough. We would have never dared to even suggest that through two, three, four weeks ago when the wild were in the basement of the NHL, when they lost four to one to Detroit the Sunday after Thanksgiving, that was the bottoming out for this team. But here we are, the wild are right in the thick of things by points percentage. They practically are in a wild card playoff spot. 
But if they continue to be the team we've seen over the last 14, I said 13, 14 games under John Hines where they've won 11, where they're winning at a 790 clip, which includes two four-game winning streaks and a three-game winning streak, the Wild are a serious contender in this division. Now, if the Wild go out and lay an egg tomorrow and then lose again 24 hours later at the X, suddenly they lose some, some great opportunity to gain in the standings. Winnipeg creates a lot of space between them and the Wild, and the Wild will fall deeper out of a wild card spot. So that's just how fickle the situation is. Because why? Because they started the season horrendously and they have no equity. So there's no money to burn here. They have to go out. They got to get at least two points. Three points would be successful, but four points would really, over the next two games, four points would really start making you wonder how good this wild team can be. As I said, what's really interesting with this John Hines team is the pattern in which they win. So when Hines came here, they won four in a row, then they lost a game. Then they won three in a row, then they lost a game. Now they're on a four-game winning streak. So here we are. They've uh, 11 of 14. So it'll be interesting to see how the Wild uh, can respond tomorrow. This is a big test. Winnipeg's a good team. They're a good physical team. It's going to be a hostile road crowd, I'd say, uh, probably so far this season. This is going to be the toughest game other than maybe going into Boston. But this game might be tougher simply because of the, the implications of starting to play your divisional foes. And no longer are these two-point games because you're playing an Eastern Conference team where it doesn't you know, matter if you win in overtime and they get a point. You want to win these games in regulation because you don't want to get two and have your opponent get one when they're in the same division as you. So it'll be interesting to see. The big news coming out of practice this morning at Tria Rink in St. Paul before the Wild flew here to Winnipeg while I was trekking on I-29 was that Jared Spurgeon did practice with the team. He quarterbacked the number one power play. By all intents and purposes, it appears that Spurgeon will be in the starting lineup tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. So Spurgeon will be back after, a, a, I'd say, a two, two-and-a-half-week absence due to that upper body injury. So he'll be uh, on defense in the lineup. Very interesting to see whether they go with Spurgeon and put him back with Middleton, and then that you're taking him away from Faber, and then you'd have to give Faber someone like Goligoski. Or if you put Goligoski with Spurgeon ease Spurgeon in the lineup and continue to give Faber like 30 minutes in the game, in which case you'd keep him with Middleton. And then probably Mermis and Merrill is that third deep pairing because the Wild did send Damon Hunt uh, down to the um, Iowa AHL team, which all but makes it a lock that Spurgeon will be in the lineup tomorrow. The offensive lines will stay the same. Eck, Rossi, Goudreau, and Dewar will be your centers up the middle. And like I said, the Caprizov-Boldy line will keep humming. JoJo, who scored two goals against the Detroit Red Wings and was just at an assist as well, had three points in the game and was paramount to the to the to uh, what turned out to be a 6-3 route of Detroit. Um, JoJo hopefully is going starting to heat up too. And if you have that, Hartman got a goal again. I think three straight games with a goal. Caprizov's playing well. Boldy's playing well. You really have some some forwards performing at a high octane level, so should be fun to watch. In net, Gus, just like he played Wednesday against Detroit, and then Coach Hines did say that means Flower will play Sunday against the Jets on that back to back. So not surprising. Gus has been playing well. Gave up one soft goal against Detroit, but clearly he's been. I think he's nine and two, um, or something like that under John Hines. 
So clearly he's the number one goalie, and no surprise there. He'll play t- tomorrow, and then you, you come back with Flower Sunday at the X. Big game for the Wild. We're going to have a tuck in a couple extra podcasts just because we came all the way up here to Winnipeg. Um, so we'll have another podcast tomorrow morning, just touching on a couple things, a real quick one to set you up since it's a 1 p.m. game on Saturday. And then somewhere along the road, we're going to stop probably around Grand Forks, maybe Fargo, and I'll do a podcast breaking down the game on the same day. We'll get that up by tomorrow afternoon, late late, late afternoon, early evening, and then we'll just keep this thing rolling as the Wild uh, head into the New Year's Eve matinee, uh, a 1 p.m. game on Sunday at the X. So should be a great 48 hours with your Minnesota Wild. Things are humming along. They're 11 out of their last 14. They continue to climb that ladder that is the Western Conference standings. It's fun to be a Wild fan right now. Let's enjoy this. We're going to enjoy Winnipeg. We'll talk to you. We're going to take a walk right at sunrise tomorrow, and we'll hop on and get you a quick podcast to set you up for the 1 p.m. matinee. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Wild Minute Troy. We'll talk to you.